So we as consumers, we love removing friction for ourselves. You know, I was at a workshop yesterday and we did the tap test where you open up like four or five different businesses. And then we went around and like, why did you like this? Why did you like this? And what kept coming up was like, that was easy. That was quick. I could book a free trial. It was easy. But then we don't do it with our own stuff. We don't do it with our own products and services. Now on the website side of things, it's actually really, really simple. And Tony, you and I have spoken about it. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast. My name is Tony Cow, and I'm joined by my co-host, Moby Sadiq. How are you going today, Mobs? I'm good, Tony. I'm feeling good. So, a few weeks ago, I heard you you know, you got a reward from my grading jujitsu ceremony. Yeah, yeah. I got and my blue belt. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that means a lot to you, right? So, like, I got something overseas for you, custom made, and I got you another blue belt oh that is so sweet man he's got inshallah written which is arabic for god willing it's got my name on it that's sweet man i appreciate that thank all you. good man congratulations on your blue belt thank you thank you it only took me four years on average it takes people two but it took me four so i appreciate that we for- maybe forgets to say that he has a family he has a successful business and he does a lot so it's okay <laughs> I appreciate that too. Thanks for giving me a crutch. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? What do we have for our news buzz? Runway has improved the quality of its image to video generation tech. So this is software that basically um, uses AI and it turns like images into video. So I think that's pretty cool. This is pretty insane. And by the way, if you, if you want to see my shiny new blue belt and also the video version of what we're sharing, head on to redpandas.com.au forward slash EP143. Are we on 143? That's correct. 143. So yeah, so like Tony said, like Runway is this like AI generation tool. And what it does is, and if you see my screen, like what it does, you can either just take text descriptions and turn it into videos or this blew my freaking mind. Right? I had people over my house last night and I was telling him about ChatGPT. He's like, what's ChatGPT? And then like I went from there to Runway and this blew his mind, oh, nice. right? So what it is, you upload an image and it will turn that image into a video. Wow. It's insane. So like with him, what I did was um, like he's a builder, right? So I took a video like of a building site and um, I, no, sorry, actually I didn't do that. I, I asked Midjourney. So I went one step earlier. Oh, okay. Midjourney, I'm like, give me a, a builder who is at a construction site. And they gave to him. That blew his mind. Then I showed him this. So, like, here you can see, like, a landscape. Um, it's been uploaded. You can see, like, a pier. You can see a sail. And they've recently actually improved their technology. Yeah. They used to have... And it still happens sometimes, Tony. Like, especially I noticed with human shots, they struggle a little bit. There's, like, this wobble where everything moves. Like, the nose moves and the eyes move. Like, yeah, it's right. a bit wobbly. But for the most part, you can, the eye cannot tell now. You upload a vista, you upload a uh, like a landscape, you upload a flower. This is a photo of someone who looks like Lady Gaga. Oh, wow. And the whole thing is moving. You know what I mean? So it's like pretty insane stuff. That's amazing because we're going to be able to use it for a lot of like ads and social media content. Let's say, you know, like a food show content, just an image of food that can go live. Or let's say like we sometimes have a problem with ads, right? And it's just a static image on Facebook. True. Let's just True. quickly turn that into, um, you know, a, a video. But would you select mid-journey or would you like also use this together? What, what? Yeah, that's the beauty thing. So, like, I actually have not used Runway. We use mid-journey. We, we mentioned this on the show episodes ago, but we replaced all of our stock photo licensing, hmm. um, lo- like, 
you know, accounts and we replace it with mid-journey. So we don't use stock photos anymore. We use mid-journey to create our own photos. So I haven't used Runway, but in theory, Runway can also use text descriptions mm. to create, you know, videos. But at the same time, you might still want to use Runway in tandem with mid-journey, create it in mid-journey and then upload that into uh, runway and then create a video out of it yeah and it's like 76 dollars a month is that correct yeah 76 us dollars a month but yeah i think it's great value and if it's something you do and need i didn't even think about the ad stuff mm. it's a phenomenal user case for sure okay um has elon killed twitter rebranding to x so this is the big news right now about twitter being rebranded to x i don't know it's gone from nice twitter the bird you know good warm feeling to this black x what's going on here Mobs? I see i thought about this right and i'm like why would you do that because we had a client once who did this and uh, like against our advice and they ruined years of brand equity like this client actually like actually people would tattoo that logo onto them and it's not something you know but whatever right so i'm like why would you erode 17 years of brand equity and then it kind of dawned on me it's all everyone has been talking about. Like on the news, it's like Twitter's disastrous X rebrand. What is Elon Musk doing? But then the hype, Tony, is only short-lived. Like the hype will die down. Like it's already dying down. But the thing is, it's no secret that Elon is trying to create a WeChat everything app. Mm. An app where you can pay your bills, do your groceries and do everything. The thing is, Tony, Twitter is not that, right? Twitter is not that right now. Mm. So he needed a signal. He needed a signal to show to the market, hey, you old Twitterati, all you fans of the old Twitter, this thing is not for you. This is not Twitter anymore. Mm. This is like the next thing. So it's a signal to the market that, hey, now my change is here and it's happening. The digital town square is coming. And it's also a signal to investors to show them, hey, look, look at our portfolio. Everything is X. Mm. So I think it's I think it's a masterstroke. Well, it's not just a change of the logo X, right? Like Elon came in, he changed the whole, like he, he fired a lot of people. He removed them, got the new you know, leadership team, everything. So maybe it's more than that as well. Maybe like you say, it's a new brand. It's a new product. It's coming out with something different now. It's moving on to that WhatsApp style. Yeah. And like like you said, you told me anyone that's still holding on to Twitter, maybe they're not the right audience. Is that, is that you know, for business? Well, it's one of those things like I think for business and for uh, consumers, it, it's a great signal. It's all it is, is the old Twitter, the Twitter of old, that's changing. Mm. That's not what X is anymore. Okay. Moving on. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, you had a good post about that on LinkedIn. If you guys want to check it out, go into Moby's uh, post about um, Twitter X. I found it very interesting how you illustrated it. It made a lot of sense there. We'll add it to the show notes. Threads isn't about Twitter. It's about resetting Instagram's social graph. So basically in social media, let's be honest, we get bored of stuff, you know, from MySpace to Facebook and then going to Instagram. We're getting bored of Instagram and it keeps moving. Twi um, sorry, not Twitter, uh, TikTok. I don't know when we're going to get bored of it, but, you know, it's the hype right now, but eventually we will. What's this uh, thread about, you reckon? Yeah, so I'll, we'll link this in the show notes as well. I saw a really interesting post or an article. And on the show, we've spoken about how social media now is moved from the social graph to the interest graph. So the show, social graph was I'm connected to my friends, my family, you know, like people who I'm being social with online. The interest graph, and this is where TikTok hit their masterstroke, it moved to interests. So it moved to like, okay, if you're into knitting, if you're into like jujitsu, like it's all driven by your interests. The problem with that is Meta 
makes all its money from the social graph. The targeting, like what you do, what you're into, your hobbies, that's how they make all their money. And when they actually stole Snapchats, um, it's actually quite funny. I learned that uh, Meta actually has a teens team. (laughs) (laughs) They've got a team just for teens, right? (laughs) And I don't know what happens when these guys get older. But anyway, that team years ago realized that, you know, the Instagram was getting old and stale because teens were not using it. Teens were not, would, would go months and months without posting anything. That was a problem for them, right? Also, the rise of influencers has actually affected Instagram because as influencers have increased, people feel like they don't have anything interesting to add anymore. The barrier to content is higher. So stories lowered the barrier. You can just pull out your phone, something quick and dirty, it's gone. Interesting. This is what Threads is, right? That's what people don't realize. It's not just copying Twitter. It is lowering the uh, barrier to content creation again, right? So you can just put out a tweet. You can just put out some short form content. And it's a way for Meta to get back on their social graph, get back and figuring out on what you're into, what you're posting so they can target you with shit from advertisers. Right. It's just a commercial play. Ah, so it's just basically Meta's way of holding on to its last grip, right? They're holding on to the social graph, which I don't know. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not Zuckerberg, right? This guy's infinitely richer and, uh, you know, smarter than me. Yeah. But... You know, we are seeing right now all the attention is going to the interest graph right now. Mm. But that's not how they make their money. Interesting. Well, I've, I guess they need that, right? Because like uh, the AR, um, yeah, that's not going too well right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Lucky last. Have you checked out TikTok series? Apparently, this is a new way uh, TikTok's introducing to um, share uh, premium content through series. I feel like it's a you know, kind of um, kind of like an OnlyFans, Patreon kind of style, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really good way to look at it. It's actually a really, really good way to look at it. So, I'm uh, I'm going on my phone right now, right? And this is something I noticed, right? So, what series essentially is, it's a Patreon is a very, very good way to kind of think about it. It's essentially a way you can actually have series-based content. Yeah. Now, you have to be over 18. You have to have over 10,000 followers. You have to have posted at least three times in 30 days. And one of those needs to be over 1,000 impressions, right? So, I got this little invite. And again, I'm sharing my screen. If you, if, if you guys want to see it, you can head on to the online version. But if, you, if I show you this, Tony, you will see that there's a whole bunch of series on top, right? A four-week beginner course for fitness, $199. It sold 6500 Oh, wow. So what's that like, you know, 12 grand, 13 yeah, grand yeah. that this person has made. Um, another one here, like there's a whole bunch here, right? Like there's a whole bunch, a lot of them fitness. There's some, I'm getting a lot of Asian in different country language <laughs> series here. Weight loss, whole bunch of stuff. So I actually do think there is some opportunity here for content creators. I do think there is, and this is a great way to monetize. So it invited me and I created a draft, right? So if you check this out, Tony, um, I don't know if you can see this. It's very, very small. Start a digital marketing agency. Oh, wow. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to muck around with it. I've, I've, I've got a series here, how to start a digital marketing agency, zero to three years, weekly episodes, and I'm going to charge $8 for it. Now, for me as a content creator, I'm doing this for two reasons. One, because, hey, if I make a bit of money, great. But two, I just want to see how it works. I want to feel the barrier to entry. So it's things I can recommend to our clients. Yeah. So for me, this is going to be simple. All I've got to do is sit down for an hour, think about 12 chapters. And then every week I'm going to record one of those, you know, from value proposition to marketing, to podcasting, to pricing. And I'll literally get my phone. I'll put on a stand. I'll have a mic. 
it's not going to be high production. It's going to be with my phone, but it'll be on a stand with a mic. And then I can sell a course for eight. Now, if I sell anywhere close to one or 2,000 at $8 a pop, that gets interesting. Yeah. Who knows? For me, I'm not doing it for that, but it is interesting. Yeah. You know? so is, it, um, is it live recording or is it like a pre-recorded kind of... Do we know or not? It is pre-recorded. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely pre-recorded. That's pretty good for consultants and people who want to... 100%. You know, fitness coaches and fitness, uh, you know, there's trainers and stuff. Fitness coaches, chefs, you know, vloggers, yeah. uh, any like anyone, anyone is putting out educational content, really. Yeah. But it seems to be... And I do think like looking at, as I was scrolling through, it seemed pretty... Like there's not a lot, not a, a a good amount of creators there. So it's not new, but it's not something that people have jumped onto yet. Yeah. So I think if you do hit those metrics, it is a good opportunity to monetize. Interesting. Well, that's yeah. I might jump on that and see how we go. <laughs> Pay that. <laughs> can't can't hurt. You're not gonna say no to free money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it for our few, um our news buzz. On our next section, feature tool, me what meow or yeah. So it's. Turns out we were saying it wrong, right? So we're doing a feature tool today, and it's called Me Ro. Uh, Me Ro. Yeah. Okay. So the tool is called Me Ro, not Myro. We're calling it Myro. It's called Me Ro, and we use this for everything. We absolutely use this for everything. And I'm showing my screen, showing our account from uh, Me Ro. We've got hundreds of Miro boards. We use it for everything, right? And essentially, the way I like to describe Miro is it's an online whiteboard collaboration tool. So I can create like rather than just having a whiteboard, you know, you and I are working from home, we can strategize, we can brainstorm. Mm. Now, one of the things we use it for a lot and we love is customer journey mapping. Yeah. Now, by the way, if you're in Sydney and you or in the APAC region and you have not booked tickets to our They Ask You Answer Summit in October, I promise this is linked. <laughs> We've sold out, I think, close to 50% of the tickets. So please, please, please register for that. If you're in the region, you will not miss out. You'll be the best one day you'll ever spend. But uh, Tasha is actually going to be doing a whole keynote on customer journey mapping. It will probably show some Miro boards as well. Yeah. But essentially, again, if you listen to the audio version, we've got our whole customer journey set up for a particular client. So we're like, okay, cool. What are the different stages of your buyer's journey? And then what is your objective on each journey? You know, in this stage, it's to connect. This stage, it's to educate. This stage, it's to promote your value proposition. This stage, it's to get the quote signed, whatever it is. And then how we use it is we actually have boxes for manual processes. So if you want to trigger a, a sequence of emails to someone who's interested in, I don't know, interested in like digital marketing, mm. you could enroll them. In, you have to actually mark them and change them to interest in yeah. digital marketing. And then that sequence will trigger. And then we've got automation. So we essentially, for what we do for our clients, and we also have a blog post uh, we can read and check out for free. It's got a link to a Miro board. Uh, it's got examples. And you guys can check it out and do it yourself. But we do this for our clients. We'll map out their entire journey using the tool. So it's really interesting to see how people use this. Some people use it to like brainstorm. They use it for uh, uh, wireframes. wireframes on websites, landing yeah. pages. But it's a fantastic tool. And uh, we're really proud to be partnered with Miro. And also what I love about it is when you present it to clients, it's so much easier, isn't it? Oh, it's so easy. They can make comments. Mm. They'll, they'll move their mouse and you can see it. You can do a whole bunch of stuff. And, the, and I always talk about pageantry. Like how when you present to your clients pageantry, it, pageantry is like 10 out of 10. Yeah. So great Love tool. it. Love. Great tool. Yeah. So where, where can we find Miro? Sorry. Just Miro. Miro. So you can Google it, I guess. M-I-R-O. Check it out. Uh, there's a free 30-day trial, I believe. There's a free trial there for anyone who's interested. And um, yeah, go for gold. Fantastic. 
Next segment, Featured Buzz. Innovation is about taking steps away, not adding more. Now, what is this about? So innovation, when you think about innovation, any innovative company, right? It's about removing innovation. It's about, sorry, it's not about removing innovation. It's about removing steps. Step. Okay. So any business that has any innovated anything, they've removed steps. So Uber removed the step of trying to go find and hail a cab, right? Netflix removed the journey to go to the actual store, the, the blockbuster store and, you know, get your DVDs and whatever. HubSpot removed the need for you to get a CRM and a mail tool and a automation tool and, and stitch those together. Mm. They remove tool, they remove steps. They don't add steps. They simplify things, right? So we as consumers, we love removing friction for ourselves. Mm. You know, I was at a workshop yesterday and uh, we did a tab test where you open up like four or five different uh, businesses. And then we went around and like, why did you like this? Why did you like this? And what kept coming up was like, that was easy. That was quick. I could book a free trial. It was easy. So that's what we want. Mm. And actually, funnily enough, I do this with clients, right? Because we always struggle with our own products to see the friction. So I get them to do something else. Mm. And then, then I say, look at your own website. Yeah. So that's a tip for any marketing consultants or marketers in the room who struggle to communicate that. But then we don't do it with our own stuff. We don't do it with our own products and services. Now, on the website side of things, it's actually really, really simple. And Tony, you and I have spoken about this, right? So like uh, remove the need to call to get a price. Mm. Remove that friction. Uh, remove the need even for a, a download guide. Now, this is a little bit controversial, right? Ooh, like did you the just gate. say that? Yeah, like a lead magnet. What my view on it now is, is actually like, it's almost like a... It's almost like a deconstructed taco. You know, you go to a restaurant and have a deconstructed something, yeah. a deconstructed kebab. And I always joke when I see that, I, I say to my wife, like, they're just being lazy. They don't want to put it together. They're just like, Bleh, like deconstructed, right? <laughs> so it's almost like a deconstructed taco in a way where you got the bread there, you got all the ingredients there. But you might want to like take that away. This yeah. Is a, oh, this is a terrible analogy, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just take it away it. like that. It's a terrible analogy. But if you want to take it away, say you want to turn it into a taco and take it away. Right, it's it's a bad analogy, but you kind of get my drift. So the way I look at it now is with a lead magnet is you could, you should actually have all of that information laid out. It's like the ultimate guide. Like Neil Patel does this as well. Mm. It's the ultimate guide to something. It's a long ass page. It's got the all, all the information. But then it actually says, "Do you want this email to you? Mm. Have this emailed as a guide." So you're having it both ways. You're letting them actually consume it themselves, and you're also because someone's going to read half of that. And Tony, what are they going to say? I'm like. I can't really read this now. Yeah. I just email it to myself. Yeah. So then they can get the guide as well. I like that. It's very strategic. Look, and look, it's, it's you know, digital marketing is about breaking rules. You mm. never have the same rule for every context, right? So I'm sure, Tony, like you could show me 10 examples where in our media campaigns, it's better to actually gate everything. Mm. It just depends on the offer, you know? But I like what you said because you're giving the customer a better user experience, right? They're just reading it through. And if they want it and they can choose it, then they can add the email. I love that. Like, Because Tony, when you see a download and you see that field they're asking for your email, what goes through your mind? What do you think is going to happen next? Um, some people just ignore it or they, they just... Well, if you're a consumer, right? You're yeah. a consumer. You're about to download something. What are you worried about when you put your email address into a field? What's going to oh, happen? Oh, phone calls, email blasts, everything, getting contacted. And you, know? you just want the information. Yeah. I mean, the biggest problem we see, and you talk about this a lot, is the offer isn't good enough. Yeah. To justify sometimes, right? But on top of that, you actually have to have get over that fear of being bothered with something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but before I move on to removing friction from sales, because that's the marketing side, is there anywhere else you've seen, particularly on the paid media side, 
where removing friction results in in, in better results? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes when we do direct response, um, you're just removing like the friction of what we call objections. If you, you know, I don't know if it's innovative uh, most, but I think it's very important as well. Um, that when you answer the objections in people's head, it just reduces the friction and it allows people to, you know, lead to a, mm. you know, like a an action. And I think that's what you mean. You got to remove something, so that's quite innovative if you think about it. Is it like remove? Is it like a vanguard? You're yeah, hundred removing an objection someone has in the copy yes. in your creative hundred percent because you know everyone's busy, right? Most everyone's doing their thing every day. They see an ad, they see a video. The job is to reduce as much friction as possible. And how do you get innovative with that, right? I yeah. think yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, I love that. I mean, the marketing stuff is kind of simple, but what and i find that when we communicate it's easy for people to understand but what, what a lot of people struggle with is removing friction in the sales process that's hard so yeah. specifically i'm talking about when you have sales reps and, and you're actually removing friction there so for me one of the things we talk about a lot is try not to educate them on the call i know that sounds really weird for a second because that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed mm. to educate what i mean by that as much as you can educate them before the call so we talk about assignment selling we talk about before you jump on a call, say I'm, I'm you know, booking you to, I, I'm a mold removal company, right, Tony? Mm. And I'm, you booked a quote or, or a discovery call with me. I might send you a buyer's guide before. I might send you an 80% video before that says, Tony, here are 80% of, like, mm. sorry, here are common questions that people like you have at this stage. Yeah. Because then I don't have to do that on the call. I can spend more time answering your questions mm. which i am i am educating but the point is i am further down the decision making yeah. process the step yeah. i'm closer to sale and getting money you know get seeing your wallet yeah so we talk about that so that's removing friction as well so uh, remove time by educating before a sales call less on it and remove the time to build rapport because subconsciously when you're speaking to a prospect they're they're not consciously thinking this they're thinking do i like you do i trust you mm. are you an expert there are, they are friction models that you have to jump. So when you send a one-to-one -one video, like in, we do on Loom, you're doing a number of things. You're communicating whatever's in the video. But at the same time, you are also getting them to see you, yeah. hear your voice, see your face. So when they jump on for the first time, they feel like they know you even if yeah. it's a little bit more. Yeah, I like that. Um, but yeah, but essentially, oh, and the final thing I'll say, <laughs> like remove the eye roll, right? And this is like more of a pitching thing. Remove the eye roll that prospects have by talking less about yourself because mm. that's also a friction point. So I always say, always say to our clients, our, our sales training clients is do not like focus more on their problems. That's where the focus should be. If you're going to be talking about yourself and you must, you got to limit that to a couple of minutes max. You move off of that really, really quickly and you start with their problems as soon as you can. Nice. I love that. So mm. innovation is about taking steps away, not adding them. And you know, sometimes we always think about adding new stuff, creating something new, but like you said, just removing the steps and making it easier. I like that. And that wraps it up for our uh, segment today, episode 143. But I just want to remind you that our Taos uh, seminar, conference, sorry, it's coming 31st October. Tickets are selling fast. So please jump on, get your tickets, reserve it. It's going to be a whole day event. It's going to be uh, food there. But more importantly, great international speakers, World-class communicators are all going to be speaking. Great knowledge. Um, you know, front-end, you know, like expert. Uh, yeah, content. we're flying down Marcus Sheridan for this. So we're bringing him down from the States. So 
Yeah, spot on. Don't miss it if you're in the if you're in the region, of course. And I, I like to say, like, and I'm being biased. I'm not being biased. I think it's the best event 2023. Thanks, Tony. 100%. See you guys there. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.